Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Sports Cave Podcast. I am your host, KCQ, Kevin Cruz Quintana, and as always, from Barcelona, Spain, my correspondent, Emiliano Mendez. How you doing today, my man? Hello, Kevin. I'm fine. I'm really happy to, to be talking to you again. Yeah, no, I'm super excited to talk with you, especially with what we're going to talk about today. Champions League draw, it already happened, and I'm super excited to talk about the results of it and everything that's going on around it. I know, man. I think Champions League is my favorite topic, actually. And we're going to have some amazing games. So it's, it's, a, it's a really sad thing that we have to wait uh, for a couple months, but it's really exciting anyway, and it's really fun and really like exciting to to have the chance to to speak about it for that long time and be speculating to what can happen in these games. Yeah, and, uh, I agree with you on that totally. Um, the fact that we won't be talking about it too much, but in a sense, we will still be talking about it, especially because of the transfers that are going to be happening um, with uh, injuries for the certain teams that are still in the tournament. Um, so there will be some talk, but not fully dedicated like we would want to. So I can't wait for February to get here uh, so these matches can start. Uh, but let's go ahead and kick things off with the teams and the drawings. How comfortable do you feel about what, what came out of it? Well, I only have two complaints. Uh, I think that in the match between Roma and Porto, those teams are not like candidates to win the Champions League. And the same happened in Tottenham and Borussia Dortmund. It's going to be, I mean, we have to say it, it's going to be a really tough game for both teams in both games. It's going to be really close. It's going to be an amazing game. But I don't know, I... I don't expect any of those four teams to be champion this year. So I I would rather that those those kind of, of matches don't like continue happening because the thing is that in the next round, I mean, for example, the the favorite one in each in each game is Roma and Tottenham. So let's Let's imagine those teams go forward. So in the next round, all the teams are gonna are gonna be waiting to to have the match against those. They are gonna be like the the um, the, like the easy weak, way, the weak the easy teams. Way. Yeah, exactly. So I don't like those those matches, especially because we also have a Liverpool against Bayern, two candidates. And Atletico de Madrid against Juventus, two big candidates. So we're gonna have to lose two big candidates in this round, and in the next one we're gonna have two teams that are behind the rest. So that's that's my only complaint. But if we analyze every game, it's gonna be amazing, man. I, I'm really excited about this specific Champions League, and I think it's because the English teams are coming back. Yeah, that's that's something I was definitely looking into. Um, the English teams just have everybody's attention right now because, you know, you have La Liga teams, you have uh, 
Bundesliga teams that are usually the top candidates. But the fact that we we don't know what can actually happen with the English teams and how well they've been performing, especially Liverpool being top in Premier League, um, outscoring every single match that they had uh, in the Champions League group stages. Uh, it's definitely something to look forward to. So, yeah, like you said, I'm, I'm super excited about this rounds of 16. And, yeah, I, I can totally agree with you with the Roma-Porto, uh, not the top candidates, and it's just going to make it easier for somebody to get uh, further in and as well as be, losing big teams such as either Liverpool or Bayern, uh, Juventus or Atletico. That's something that, you know, unfortunately is going to have to happen, but something that shouldn't happen. So I, I have a feeling like the drawing was a good thing, but at the same time, it's going to be a, a bad thing because we're going to lose some top caliber teams well, that very every, early. That happens every year. I mean, I, actually, I think this year is the first one in a lot of time that the the team that win I mean the team that won every group was actually the the favorite one. So I mean in that way it's not a bad thing. It was yeah. like normal. But yeah, I, I mean definitely I mean, expected. Yeah, I, I saw this. I mean I started thinking about this. Because for me, the final will be between Juventus and Atletico de Madrid or Barcelona. Those three teams, for me, were the ones that had to be in the in the final in a few months. So to have this game right now, it's it's gonna be really tough. I mean, I think the the winner the, the winner of Atletico de Madrid against Juventus is going to be at the final. Yeah, and I, and I'm and I have my. My heart set on Juventus getting to that final. I know they've been wanting it. They were very close last year. Um, so I'm really hoping that they learned from that and they got better and are aiming towards that. Um, I like Atletico Madrid. I can honestly say that's one of the teams I enjoy watching from La Liga. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm with you on, that, on, that, on this one, that it's definitely going to be a really tough matchup, especially not knowing what can happen in two months. Um, who know Injuries... Uh, players being transferred, oh, things like always, that. That's always important, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, we're going to have to keep a close eye on those two teams, uh, definitely. Uh, how do you feel about Paris Saint-Germain and Manchester United now, specifically, that they got rid of uh, Jose Mourinho over at Manu? I think one. I, I think that it's the hardest one to, to predict. And also, I think, I mean, Manchester United, uh, it's a... Uh, it's a winner team. It's a champion. Uh, they are not. They are not dumb. They they did this right now because because of, because of a reason, and the reason is that they have a lot of time right now to to get a, a nice coach that start working and it gets to to this game. I mean that when f February comes, they are at the top of their capacity. So they decided they don't want to, to lose any more time. And that's why they make they make this decision right now. I think Mourinho is it's a top coach. I think he's one of the best ones. But he had problems with the team. He he never could 
like establish his system, his style. So uh, I don't know. He's also so arrogant, and the Premier League was tired of that. All the coaches were tired of that. So they were always wanting to to beat him. So I don't know many factors that were playing against him. So I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to get a, another team soon and a top one, and he's going to do a great job. But it was it was fair and it was necessary to Manchester United to let him go and to look for someone that really full the expectations they have and we all have on this team. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I know for a fact that Manchester United, I mean, they look for excellence in their team, especially being one of the top winners in the Premier League and having such a good recognition and reputation in the Premier League. So I know for a fact that that's something they weren't going to let pass, especially, you know, after seeing Mourinho's past uh, with uh, Real Madrid. Uh, I mean, he did well with, with Chelsea. He did well with Inter Milan. Uh, well, but with, with same... Inter Milan, he he won the, the triplet. So it was, I think it was his best team. And the next one is Chelsea, where he also won a lot of things. He made Chelsea an important team. With Porto, he won the Champions League. That was really amazing. So everybody was expecting something different with Manchester United and he didn't could he could yeah, I mean, I know. He, he, he was I don't know something hard to predict but he didn't do a nice job and it's fair I mean Manchester United deserves better they, they have to prove that they are a big team so it was the right timing I think yeah, no, no doubt about it. I mean, he's definitely a great coach. Like you said, maybe one of the best that we've seen in our generation. Uh, but yeah, Manchester United wasn't going to take the fact that this man is no- notorious for having bad blood with his players, uh, having bad blood with other coaches and stuff, and because of his arrogance. But at the same time, with everything he's done, that arrogance, I mean, he, his actions speak louder than words. And he doesn't just talk the talk. He's walked the walk as well. And he's gotten titles, championships. So, yeah, there's no doubt about it. He's definitely going to get a top team. I I personally believe he's either going to go to Paris or it, this might be the time for him to show that he has potential to take Portugal, the international team, into a World Cup. That would be nice. But... Portugal is doing really well. and I don't think they are going to take the risk right now. Especially because Mourinho and Cristiano Ronaldo don't get really yeah, good. Yeah, they don't get along at all. Yeah. Uh, so they are going to, to wait after the, the Euro Cup, I think. But the, I think the, the most important thing right now with Mourinho is that in all his, his past teams, all the the players, or at least most of them, respect him and really love him. And this didn't happen in, in Manchester. I don't remember anyone that has something good to say about him or that in press conference or something like that uh, tried to, to defend him. So I think that was his problem right now. He didn't get along with the players or he didn't win the respect of the players. 
Yeah, no, uh, yeah. I mean, it was one of the it was one of those things where I mean, not everybody's gonna like you, but at the same time, the players in Manchester United also made it seem like he wasn't a head coach. They made him seem like he was just any other person out on the pitch. And at at the end of the day, this is the man that you have to look at and say, this is my boss. This is the guy that's going to take us to where we need to go. And the fact that he wasn't able to do that is what, I, what I'm thinking is what happened. He wasn't exactly. able to establish the dominance that, hey, I'm your head coach. You need to listen to what I have to say, especially like Paul Pogba. I mean, the guy is, his ego is very similar to Slatan, but at the same time, Slatan would actually listen to his coaches and do what he had to do because he knew that's what was going to give him the win. But these players over in Manchester United, I have a feeling like they're just there and because they're in a big team, they get to do what they want. And it's not working for them being 19 points below Liverpool in the Premier which is probably one of the worst of the season starts for since 1990 for Manchester United. So it's it's several factors, like you said. I don't think it's completely Mourinho's fault. I just think of course he not. Wasn't of course able not. he wasn't able to get these players adapted to what he needed to do because they just didn't want to. What you say about Pogba and Zlatan, I think is is because there's a lack of of captains at Manchester United right now. There is no any leader uh, uh, like over the, the other players. They are a really good they are really good players. They have a great team. They have a lot of champions. But there is no one Leadership. person that, that you can totally say he's the leader. He's the one that make all the others like shut up and follow the, the orders of the coach. There is no one like that. So that's why Mourinho lose the the players in the, in that in that aspect. Yeah, I mean you you've had players in the past that can definitely put their foot down and say, all right, you guys aren't listening to the coach, then you're gonna listen to me. And you're you're totally right. There's nobody that I could personally point out and say, yeah, this is someone they look up to. I think that's one of the things that I could say Slatan, like I said, I did that comparison where Slatan would stand out because he was uh, a leader. No, he remember was, remember Slatan had had Sanetti uh, at his team. Sanetti yeah, was so a leader. He learned, and yeah, Sanetti, and he learned Sanetti a lot. loved Mourinho like anyone else. So if anyone wanted to do or say something against Mourinho, Sanetti was there to say, no, man, he's the coach, he's the boss. We have to do this. So there was a leader, and and the leader was with Mourinho. This is not happening right now. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen there. I, I really feel like they will find a good coach. Um, but for the time being, if this continues to happen, then we know that it wasn't Mourinho's fault completely, and it's the team that has to have some changes and specifically because, like you said, their egos, that the fact that they're in Manchester United, which I don't blame them because the name is big. I mean, I'm sure the paychecks are good, but at the same time, you still have to defend that jersey 100%. And of course. They're not doing that. And also, let, let's remember Manchester, is, Manchester United is really, I don't know how to say it, but they haven't won anything in a few years. And they were really... Uh, like used to it, they were always fighting or at least 
like in the top three on in the Premier League, and they were always on Champions League semi-finals. So right now, they're since Ferguson left, they haven't win like anything to to be proud about. So I think they're they, they're not really patient right now with anyone that is coming. Yeah, the only no, one they... I have heard about is Zinedine Zidane. And I don't know if he if he's the right one, but as as I said, I don't think they were like wanting to lose time, so they decided to do it right now. But also, if they don't have anyone already, they are losing time. So I don't think they are going to take the risk to let Mourinho go if they don't have if they don't have a replacement already. Yeah, if they already have a yeah, if they don't have a plan in place, then like you said, they're losing time and they're just gonna make the team worse. But I I I personally feel like all this started happening ever since Luis Van Gaal got in there. Um the team went downhill quick with Luis Van Gaal and Mourinho kinda brought him back a little bit at the beginning, winning the league title, winning Europa League because they didn't qualify. They ended up in fourth place. I, I, I mean, they won that in 2016, but then, like you said, it's been a couple of years. Um, but I guess the whole fact of Luis Van Gaal just losing the team spirit and and momentum, and it made it harder for Mourinho to adapt these players to what he wanted to do, because you 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 he picked up a losing team. Yeah, that's right. I totally agree with that. Um, yeah, I mean, let's also remember that. The, the best team of Mourinho's teams, it's the yeah, the best year, it's always the third one. So this was the third year in Manchester United and he wasn't doing great. So I think that's why they decided to to let him go right now and start working on on Champions League in a couple of months. They are really far away on the Premier League, so they have to focus on, on Champions League and they have a really tough uh, rival right now, so they don't have any lo- time to lose. And also, PSG has a lot of work to do. They have also a great team. They are starting to look better, but I don't know if they are ready to to take the like to take the power they have to in Champions League to 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 be the the ones they want to be. Because let's remember. They have always been like really close, and when everybody is thinking that this is the year for PSG, they go they ruin it again. Yeah, <laughs> so it's gonna be a really tough game for both teams because both teams need to win. Both teams are really obligated to win, so it's gonna be a really electrifying game. Yeah, the the pressure is on in that matchup, Paris Saint Germain, Manchester United. Um, I mean, like I said, it's very hard to predict now, but if they get a really good coach over in Manchester United, I have a feeling that they're going to go forward over PSG. Um, if they don't, then I see PSG as a favorite to continue on. Uh, but kind of moving forward, uh, Manchester City, also another English team, Shaco 04. Uh, what's your take on that one? Well, I think they got the easiest one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I have yeah I agree with you with that. I thought I thought you were gonna say something different, but no, I agree with you 100. Manchester City got an easy route. I think even 
easier than Real Madrid and Ajax. I, I, I have a feeling Ajax might even win that one. Um, it depends also, as we said, I mean, we have said it a lot of times, but because she's the obvious thing, it's a long way to go. I mean, it's a long time for these games yet, and anything can happen. But if the game will have to be played, I mean, tomorrow, it will be really tough for Real Madrid. Ajax, as I said a lot of times, I love how they play. They are, they have a lot of young players, and the the style they play with, it's it's amazing. It's really fun to watch. They score a lot, and I don't know. They don't have nothing to lose, you know. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough game. Uh, a lot of people think because of they are really young that they they are the easiest one, but no, I think they are. A lot better than than Schalke. Even Schalke is playing really good, but I think Manchester City got the the easiest one on this round. Yeah, I, I think everybody else is pretty much neck to neck with who they're playing. Uh, like you said, Roma and Porto, they're they're pretty much tied up there. Not contenders for the Champions League title, but definitely a good matchup to see who's yeah, who's exactly. the stronger team. Uh, Tottenham, Dortmund, um, the you same. Know, Similar, uh, I mean, there's I, the only other one I could see that kind of got it easy, but after their performance against Tottenham was Barcelona uh, against Lyon, another like you said, another underdog. But I mean, it's kind of hard to call it now, it's very early to call it. But I have a feeling Barcelona also got it kind of easy, but who knows, we might be surprised at the end. For me, Barcelona, Lyon, and Ajax Real Madrid, it's really similar. It's kind of the same thing because Lyon and Ajax are the teams that for me are really funnier to watch. It's really entertaining to, to watch them. They play really really good. They always go looking for another goal and another goal and they're I mean they don't have like any any fear to lose a game. So I think it's really nice to to see them. They have a lot of young players, a lot of talented people, and they are facing the the two best teams in the world, and we all know it. So I think the only difference that we can like predict on these games is that Real Madrid has a lot of work to do, especially in the attitude of the team. And on the other hand, we have Barcelona playing better every week. And they have Messi, and Messi said that he wants the Champions League this year. So let's see who is capable of stopping Messi, you know? Yeah, once he puts his mindset on what he wants, you can tell that he's going to do everything in his power to to get it. To... Yeah, something will have to happen so he can get it. Yeah, besides an injury, which hopefully not, um, besides oh, something not. like that, I can... I can honestly say that Barcelona is definitely going to be a contender in, into winning yep. this year because, like you said, every week they just keep start they start playing better and better every week, um, and it's no doubt about it that they're definitely going to come in uh, guns blazing. And Lyon has to really be prepared for that. But then again, they don't have nothing to lose, so it's going to be a really nice game. Yeah, no, definitely entertaining. And for those of you that are listening to the podcast and aren't aware of 
too much about what we're talking about. The Champions League round of 16 is what's going to happen after the group stages. Um, basically, the teams that go forward. And it's a, and I'll actually have Emiliano kind of explain a little bit more on it. Uh, if you can let him know what the round of 16 looks like. Yeah, well, the idea is that after the, the group stage, and uh, the winner of the group, of course, and the second one, go to the round of 16 and they make this draw where you have to face, if you finish first, you will face someone to finish second and the opposite. So you get like this little prize for being first in your group, facing someone that in the paper is not as strong as you. That it's what happens in most of the games. Uh, except the ones we already said. And then after this round, they make another draw for the last eight. And yeah, then the the tournament don't make any more draws. They, you have like, you know who's going to be your, your next match in case you win. But yeah, the thing is that a lot of time happens between the group stage and the round of 16. But a lot of people says, and I don't want to say I agree because I also really excited of the group stage, but it's, I understand what people say that it's when the real Champions League starts because now you see uh, games like this that are really like strong teams facing each other, or if they are not like the best ones, at least there is no big difference between one or each other. So, this is the thing with the Champions League. Uh, right now, you don't know what can happen. There is a lot of time between games. So, I don't know. It's Every week, Is there is some news with these teams. And it's really exciting to to wait for these games and to, to watch it. So, yeah, definitely. Thank you for that, Emiliano. So, yeah, like he said, uh, rounds of 16, there is all still home and away games. So it is a total of aggregate score, uh, depending on what they score in the first and second match. The games will start off February 12, 2019. And the first two matches that we were going to be seeing will be Manchester United versus Paris Saint-Germain and Roma versus Porto. So you guys make sure to put your calendars set to February 12th going forward because that's when the Champions League will return. And like we said, Shackle versus Manchester City, Atletico Madrid versus Juventus, Manchester United versus Paris Saint-Germain, Tottenham versus Dortmund, Lyon versus Barcelona, Roma versus Porto, Ajax versus Real Madrid, and Liverpool versus Bayern Munich. So make sure you guys keep in touch with that. Keep in touch with the teams and who you think is going to be favorite. And make sure you guys comment. Comment on who you think is going to win. We still got two months of this to talk about and to prepare for the Champions League. So we want to hear what you got to say. If you guys don't agree with what we're thinking, let us know in the comments. Let us know in all the uh, social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, as well as you can comment and and subscribing through the fantasysportscave.com and sending us emails of what you think. So make sure you guys tune in with us through there as well. Well, now that you say it, I think we have to say what we are thinking on every game. Uh, even though we have a lot of time to change our minds, but I think it's fair to, to make a prediction right now. 
Also, I forgot to say that this uh, um, this tournament is always placed on two games where every team is once local team and then and then again once they play away. So it makes it more interesting to to watch. Yeah, so you get to see the teams play at home and as well as at, uh, like you said, away. So we will have a bunch of more soccer starting February 12th, so we can't miss out on it. But we are out of time, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank Emiliano once again for being with me here today. And I want to thank each and every one of you that takes the time to listen to us on the Fantasy Sports Cave podcast. Once again, Emiliano, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. It's always a pleasure talking with you. I guess we will make our predictions next time, right? Yeah, no, definitely. So we will have time to make our predictions. Um, uh, but for now, uh, definitely we'll keep it at that. But once again, thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you so much, Kevin. And yeah, I hope everybody tells what they think. Yes, so make sure you guys tune in and let us know. But once again, thank you so much. Have a great day.